Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. We're all here to ride the MSL wave, the mental strength league. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. What up, everybody? With Captain Lucas. Welcome to the live, Seth. Happy to have you. Joe Jackson. Love seeing you join in on the live. Mark, what's happening? So, Mark Severclop. Making sure I'm saying that last name correctly. Uh, fly with Captain. It's Quincy. What up, man? Missing you over in SJ. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Connor, what's happening? What is happening? Quincy, it's my birthday next week. Well, happy early birthday. Um, happy to see that you're joining in on the live with me here today. Sean Delaney, what's up? What's happening? RHOD35, welcome to the show. Uh, Michael Mal- Malos, welcome. Happy to have you. Sean said, what up, bro? Uh, living that life, you know, that off-season, that off-season life. Um, Jules from VA said, what's up from Virginia? What up, Virginia? Happy to see the VA joining in on the live. Uh, Jacket Sparks, what's going on? I-P-O-N-C-E underscore 14 just joined in. What up, Football Freestyles? Happy to see you join in on the live. Everybody. Oi! Shout out Earl Edwards, popping in on the live, joining in. Happy to see my former teammate, current MSL mentee, joining in on the live. Hopefully he'll be answering some of you guys' questions down there in the bottom if you got any, because you guys know uh, sometimes it takes me some time to get back to all your questions now with everyone joining in on the live, but happy to see another MLS pro there in the live, joining in. Uh, Cali boy over here. What's up, Quincy? You're awesome. Thank you very much. Shout out California. You guys know that's where I was born and raised. Missing that beautiful weather over there. Connor said it's 2 a.m. in England, and he always still shows up strong because he understands that long-term winner's mindset. That's what he knows. He knows it is worth being up at 2 in the morning and joining us here because he is an average member of the MSL. And for those of you who do not know, welcome to the show, the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show, episode 55. I'm your host, 11-year MLS pro, Quincy Ameriqua, currently in my free agency year. And uh, though I'm an MLS pro, you guys know what we talk about here, the MSL. Shout out TT, uh, T. E-T-O, with the I'm in your head emojis. What is the MSL? It is the Mental Strength League. It is a mindset. It is a philosophy. It is what you need. It is the mindset and the philosophy that you need to accomplish your goals. And that's what we talk about here on the Hashtag Ask the Soccer Pro Show. How to develop a winner's mindset so we can win both on and off the field. 
Um, yeah, so let's really get into today's, today's, to today's show because I'm excited about this one. Today's episode is our first um, father-daughter special episode. We've got Mike Sieverklop, believe I'm saying that correctly, um, and his daughter Brooklyn. They'll be joining us here on the live here in, uh, in a few to discuss how to get over when not making the team. Um, it is something that every single player has to go through. Uh, we definitely don't want to deal with that as being a, a being players, but if you want to develop a long-term winner's mindset, you've got to accept and learn how to overcome when things don't go your way, especially in this game of soccer or football for Connor over there in England, right? So before we have them join in on the live uh, and uh, have them, I've got plenty of questions, so... As you guys know, getting the show much more dialed in. Um, I've got a bunch of ideas and, uh, and a lot of life lessons and things I love sharing with you and, and um, hopefully helping you learn from the mistakes that I've made over the course of my career so you can speed up your process. But um, uh, doing so in a more sequential manner helps you save time and me convey the lessons that I'd like for you guys to take away. So excuse me if I'm going back and forth. Uh, between this because I'm making sure we're riding that MSO wave, everyone. So um, if you've been getting value out of the show and you, you, you love the MSL, you're down with what uh, we've been talking about here and you get value from the show, I'd love in the comment section in the community, you guys drop in what you've been learning, what you've taken away and why you do or don't like the MSL. We want all feedback because you guys know self-honesty. Self-honesty is the pillar of what we're building here, uh, of our core values for perfect soccer. And last week we had Mike McGee on the live and we discussed very much how his natural demeanor evoked our first core value of self-honesty. But today, to tie in with the theme of overcoming failure and temporary obstacles, uh, I think a huge thing that is required in facilitating that is developing and maintaining self-awareness. And those of you who have joined in on the live for any particular time understand the first three pillars of the perfect soccer core values and the first uh, three pillars of the MSL mindset is the three S's of self-awareness, self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability. And uh, if we're not self-aware, uh, we can be blindsided by, uh, by things that we don't expect. And one of those things is when we're expecting to make a team for whatever reason and we find out that that's not the case. So I'm excited to discuss that further with Brooklyn and Mark when they join in. Uh, but to, uh, to kind of bring it all together, I wanted to share my personal experiences when it comes to having how, – how do you deal with that? Like how do you overcome – disappointment or or how do you move past when you're not selected or things don't pan out your way because in this sport especially at the professional level a lot of things are not going to go your way um, many times it'll be because you weren't good enough or you didn't do enough and other times it's going to be because people are uh, people will have influence over what your situation or outcome is and you have no control over that and uh, the mindset that we're here to develop and I'm here to share with you is one that allows you to continue to move forward 
regardless of the reasons why it doesn't work out in your favor this time. And um, uh, a similar situation to me is very relevant to what I'm going through right now with my free agency process. And I figured, you know what, now's a good time to share that so you guys can understand, you know, not only do you guys experience this on a, on a youth level, but it's the same thing on the professional level. And, um, and if you expect it to change, you're not going to be able to develop a mindset and create a process to, to continually move forward because you're gonna, you're gonna be, dis- you'll get disappointed a lot in this journey, um, but that's part of the process and that's normal. So uh, for me, uh, a particular time where I, fi- uh, I faced a, a situation like this is is really in how I'm usually not viewed as a, an intelligent or a skillful player. Um, most people uh, put me into the box in the category of just an athletic person who's only out there to uh, do whatever it is we need you to do right now because there's a problem and there's an issue and there's a fire and uh, there's there's nothing else. So now we throw you in and then and then we bring you out. Right? There, it's not. I'm not viewed as someone who is methodical on the field and is thoughtful and is thinking several steps ahead and and playing the the beautiful game of football, right? I get pigeonholed based on uh, how people perceive my game to be, whether how it was in the past or how they think I look um, in this current moment. And um, it can be very difficult when you are viewed differently than you believe yourself to be or perceive yourself to be. And uh, it's, it's... it's not something that you won't have to deal with on every level. And uh, I, I definitely want to get into this with Brooklyn here uh, a bit more. But, you know, for myself personally, you know, you can only, we talk a lot here that you can only control what you can control. And, you know, you can show up every day and you can work really hard. You can help your teammates both on and off the field. Um, uh, you, can, you can show up when your time when you get your opportunity or time and you can over deliver on uh, the expectations or lack of expectations on you. You can, you can, you can do all the things you know you can to the level and degree that you know you're capable of. And in the end, you still might not be rewarded or compensated or kept around for for your efforts. And um, though that might be unfair and it might not, yeah, though it might be unfair, um, though it might be unfair, what is my point on that? Though it might be, sorry. Though it might be unfair, that is the nature of the business at times. And, and, the way in which I go about, yeah. See, you're, you're, now it's really making me think about my personal experience and the things that you go through over the course of the year. And it can be difficult because even now in this moment, I'm thinking about the year, my year, and how much effort and energy I put in and how much I feel I gave to the club and the organization and and my teammates and the people in the locker room and the people in, in the training staff and the coaching staff and, you know, the, uh, the front office and, and, 
every level of the organization. Like you show up every day. Well, I show up every day with the belief that, you know, if you work really hard and you do the right things and you perform, you will be rewarded for your efforts. And having played for 11 years, I know that that's not always true, but I act in that manner because I believe a big reason why I continually get opportunities in the future is because the individuals who are there with me every day and play with me and train with me on the field see what I do and see how I show up and see my behavior and see my character on a day-to-day basis, right? And in, in, uh, in this world of soccer and professional sports in general, a lot of your opportunities or your lack thereof or, you know, uh, you're not making the team or getting traded or moved on some uh, on any other place is is contingent upon what a select few people decide for you and on your behalf. And, um, you know, if if you allow that to prevent you from doing the things that, you know, are important to playing to the level you're capable of or playing to the standard that's necessary to perform, then you're allowing them to be right eventually, right? So they might not be right right now, but if you let their negativity or the things that they say about what you aren't capable of or what you can't do determine or deter the effort and energy that you put in in this moment, um, they will be right. And the MSL mentality and mindset is, is, um, is, is one that helps you develop and maintain self-awareness, a self-awareness of uh, why they not they may not be sold on you or bought in on you on this current moment in time, um, but allows you to use that information to know what it is that you need to do so you can not allow that reason to be a reason why they don't give you an opportunity next time or the reason why they remove you or they don't they don't uh, give you a, a chance. Um, and like, okay, well, you might be asking me, Quincy, like, what do you, what does that necessarily mean? And how, what does that look like? Well, you know, you want to do everything in your power to, you want to do everything in your power, power to do everything you can to make sure that at the end of the day, when either the coach or the, the organization, and this, and this can be at the youth level or the professional level, the reason that they're giving you for why they don't bring you back and why they're not doing it is nothing that is within your control. And the only way that I have found, and again, I only speak from my own personal experience and uh, share with you what I've learned over the course of my career. And the only way I found that you can do that is if, you know, even if on day one you show up and they think you're not good enough and you're dumb and you're, you, you can't play, you don't understand the game or anything, you focus and do the things that you know are most important. That's showing up every single day, uh, working hard for yourself and your teammates, standing up for what's right, uh, uh, standing up on your principles, uh, uh, connecting with the fans, show, giving them your attention and your effort and your, uh, your, true, your true buy-in, uh, being present with people in the moment. Um, you know, I guess at the professional level, it can be even, so I'm a union rep. I've been a union rep for many years. Um, you know, that, that comes with talking with guys through their contract situations, through their personal situations with, you know, their girlfriends and their wives and their kids and their families and, um, their tax problems, especially guys who don't even understand their taxes and what they're needing to do. And, you know, I've also, I've told you guys, I've had plenty of, uh, I've had, you know, uh, injuries where I've had to deal with, um, the, what do you call it? Workers' compensation. So walking guys and helping them through that process and, um, 
talking with younger guys who are struggling to understand what it fe- what it what's going on when they're not getting the playtime that they're wanting to or the opportunities aren't coming or they don't understand the dynamics of things and how money comes into play and the progression of the league and the history of the league and how certain players are valued more than others and then you know uh interns and and training staff and technical staff I mean, there's so many moving parts and so many different levels and there's so many different angles and perspectives and people that are required to make an organization and operation run. And um, being, a, being a valuable asset and a listening ear and someone who is there to help facilitate and help, uh, help your teammate. And that doesn't just necessarily mean them on the field. It means them off the field. I mean, those are all things that you can do. Spending that extra time, getting to know people, actually caring and hearing and listening to what they're difficulties are and their apprehensions are and their reasoning for why they might not be you know bought in on you or uh think that you are what they're needing in that current moment but also not using that as a reason to to hold that against them or use that against them at a later time right just being genuinely there and then doing the work that you need to day in and day out supporting who you need to being in shape being fit and then when you're called on and if you're called on to perform performing you know um uh, that is all you can do. That's literally all you can do. But I can play in the limited minutes that I'm given over the course of the year. You know, I get uh, three starts over the course of the year. Um, we tie we tie a game against uh, Toronto. We win against LA, which is probably one of the biggest, most important games of the year. Um, with where we're at in that moment in time, you know, that's your main opportunity. Hey, step in. You got to do well. We win, but maybe you don't get time again after that. Then the next game is, um, I think... Th- not until the end of the year, you tie that. Um, other than that, your games, in, in this case, my games is uh, Puebla, Olympia, Olympi, Marseille, I think is their, their name. I always mess up their name. And then you've also got um, Real Batiste, right? Play 90 minutes in those games, score goals in all of those games. Goal per minute average in all comp- competitions over the course of the year is high. There's... You doing the work that you need to off the field, making sure you're maintaining yourself in your body and being fit and not getting injured. And you can do all of that. And at the end of the uh, at the end of the year, um, you still have to you still might not be seen as someone that they're bought in on. And they can tell you. Um, sorry. Oh, that's my thing. They can they can tell you the re- they'll t- and they'll tell you the reason why right and the reason why is because hey they're not bought in on you they're not sold on you they don't think you can I don't know right but I I share that as more so saying like hey Brooklyn right because uh, I know you're on this and you're listening and we're going to talk more about this through and I want to make sure I wanted to share this and my perspective before you you jumped on here so we can kind of talk through it is going like hey look. You can do all these things. You can do everything you believe is right. Now, maybe, uh, maybe I made many mistakes and I messed up and I wasn't doing things properly. And I, I, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many different things, but you can only do the things that you can control. And that's your effort and being genuine and present in the moment with each individual and person who's willing to participate with you. And at the end of the day, you, you see if you make the team or if you don't. And at the end of this year, after what I've performed, what I've done, and uh, what I feel I've provided in terms of value at the end of the year, the the response is, hey, you know, we're not bought in on you and we're not bringing you back. And that, you know what I mean? That's not, in, that's not news you want to hear. 
You know, that's not, you don't want to feel as though all your effort was for nothing um, because that's how you can feel in the moment. But what I want you to understand is that effort wasn't for nothing because you, you did it for a reason. You did it because it was the right thing to do and you did it because that's what you believe and you, you stand on your principles. You didn't do it just because you thought you're going to get something for it. And if, if that's the only reason you did it, well, then you weren't genuine in the, in the way in which you went about doing it and going about it over the course of that time. So um, it doesn't change the fact that it doesn't still hurt and you feel disappointed and you might feel betrayed. But what's most important is you now know the truth and you can now use that truth to self-reflect and really break down, okay, what can I have, could I have done differently? How can I approach it better in the future? What is it that they're, what is it that they're needing or what can you do differently? And sometimes there's nothing you could have done differently, right? Sometimes you did the best you can do. Sometimes you did better than anyone expected. And that's a reason why people don't bring you back because they weren't planning to have you a part of their plans and they weren't expecting to be surprised with how well you did. So like you can be, you can be too good sometimes. And and that's scary when you're in an environment where there's competition and, you know, maybe the coach has already planned for someone else to to be that person or what they're wanting or they've invested somewhere else. You know what I mean? There's so many moving parts to how this works and uh, each person's at a different stage in their process. So I guess the real thing that I wanted to share was more so, hey, you know, you can do everything correctly and still not it's still not work out in your favor. And you need to understand that that can happen and that's normal and that doesn't just happen to you who's listening to this, it happens to everybody at different points in time. But what is what is the difference between, I think, players who get to end up playing at this, at this level, like I am now for 11 plus years, and uh, people who, players who might make it or not might not make it for very long or don't get to this level, is that when they get in these moments and it comes to these moments in time, they fall back on being self-aware and really self-reflect to understand ways in which they can improve and use that experience to their advantage in the future. So, um, yeah. I, uh, my, my, my point is even, even saying all that and sharing, you know, how my experience here has gone and, and, and knowing what that means, I mean, I can sit back and complain about it and all, why me and this is and that and this person, but that's not what we, that's not what we do here. Okay? That's not what the MSL mentality is. That's not why I made it this far. It's, it's not because when those things happen and you do what you need to and it gets done that you complain about and whine about. No, MSL. MSL. That's what it is. We adapt or die. We, we survive. And the way that we survive is by taking personal responsibility for where we want to go and use the, uh, use the experiences and the, the knowledge that we've acquired along the way to just be better and improve and um, keep our power because we don't, we don't want to blame we're not, we're not we're gonna blame other people um, for anything because that gives them the power and we we want to have the power to improve and change our future and we might it might not look how we want it to right now but if we make decisions based on our principles we stick to that 
we can get we can get to where we want to go. So um, yeah, no, just I was going. You guys got me. You got me going there. You got me going. But Mark, uh, I've got my stuff lined up, and hopefully you in Brooklyn are ready to go. Let's get you guys in here on the live. Let me see. Oh, there we go. And we got to get you guys on here and let's get it. Hey, there. What up? What is going on? Not much. How are you? I'm doing well. What's going on, Mark? How are you doing, Brooklyn? Good. I see you got your, what do you got? You got your USA uh, jersey on? Yeah, who is it? Morgan. Morgan? Alex Morgan. Is that your, that's your favorite player? Yeah, girls. Okay, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite girl? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite guy? <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, this is gonna be offensive to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, never, no, never. You never. Um, do I have to say what team? Okay. Um, Nicholas Ladero. Oh, Ladero, Seattle Sounders, huh? Okay, there you go. And then Alex Morgan. Yeah. Okay, those aren't two. I'm not gonna. I'm going to be a little bit offended, but not too offended, okay? I, I will say, before we got on, she looked at me and she said, now I'm going to have to get one of his jerseys. So, <laughs> we're going to have to get a Quincy Ameriquois jersey now. Hey, as long as I can, even if I can just guilt you guys into getting yourself a Quincy Ameriquois jersey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Perfect. Um, yeah, so I uh, hopefully, I see you guys came in on the live earlier in uh, Brooklyn. Hopefully you heard a little bit of me sharing my kind of experience and how that's, you know, I, I've got. I just went through the same experience as you, uh, not making my team, right? Not getting called back in. So um, I think it's a great opportunity for us to kind of talk through your your experience, what that's been like for you. And um, I know a lot of a lot of players, uh, obviously join in on the live, and they'd be really happy to hear this, as well as listening in on the replay when we share this across all of our platforms and channels. So. Um, I want to make sure that we have enough time to cover it because I know I've got a lot of questions for both of you. Okay. So um, first I want to just start uh, Mark with you so we can yeah. have set a little bit of context here because I know we had uh, spoken uh, a little bit before our call about just the perspective of being a parent and how that can kind of be difficult throughout this process and wanting to make sure we're, we're sharing ways in which we can help parents through this overall process. So um, would you be able to give us a little bit of background on you and Brooklyn? And are you, uh, are you her coach, her trainer? And how long have you been coaching? coaching sure. Yeah, so uh, we live in a tiny town in the middle of Washington, which is why we're Sanders fans. But, uh, you know, so for us, it's, it's really hard to play competitive soccer uh, because it's a lot of travel and there's not really competitive teams around. So uh, I played soccer all growing up. I ref soccer. I coach soccer. I started coaching when I was 16. Uh, so I've been coaching, shoot, almost 20 years. Uh, and, you know, from the time Brooklyn was five, I've been her coach. You know, I've always coached her. And, um, you know, people always say, coach's kid this, coach's kid that. And, yeah, there's a little bit of that. But really, it's just she's always wanted to play. Like, she's always wanted to go outside and play and kick the ball around. So we do. And, uh, you know, she's got to the point now where, on her rec team, you know, we're going to, we're actually combining a couple teams and we're going to go competitive this year, but on her rec team so far, I mean, she's the best player, one of the best players. I mean, on any given day, she can be the best player on either team. 
And so this last year, we finally, I, I learned of the, the state uh, elite player development team. And so we went and tried out for that, or she tried out for that. And that's kind of where, uh, you know, this conversation came from is, is her trying out for that. But yeah, so I've, I've coached her all the way through. Um, you know, I coach her little brother. I've, I've refed. I ref at the high school level. And uh, we just, we love soccer. You know, we love watching it. We love uh, going to games. We love just being around it. Awesome. No, no, that's, I mean, that's cool. I think there's a lot of people who, uh, and people, I mean, a lot of players and people, especially on the count, um, talk about being in a smaller market and where there isn't a lot of competitive soccer. So I know um, that is something a lot of our followers uh, struggle with and, and, and it's hard. Out, yeah. yeah, and reach out. How do they how do they become how do they develop better and become more competitive when they don't have access to as much competition? Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Brooklyn, how did you get into soccer and what is kind of like your relationship with soccer with your dad? Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one -on -one directly? Now you can with B Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B Pro. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Um, I got into soccer by him. He's, <laughs> he told me we were, put me in the micro like five, and ever since I've loved it, and I don't want to stop playing it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, what's uh, what's what's your what's your What do you think your position is? What do you really love about the game? Why why are you drawn to it? Um, I get to score goals. I love scoring goals, even though I don't celebrate. <laughs> oh no! Oh, so you you're not someone who celebrates? Why is that? I don't know. I just don't think there's a lot of people to celebrate in front of, so I just run back. <laughs> I like that. Just straight to okay. business. Uh, what position do you play? I play center mid. Okay, center mid. Okay, and uh, you you like um, you you like setting up goal. You, so you said you like scoring goals, but uh, what do you feel makes you a good soccer player? Why are why do you why are you why are you good? Um, I think I'm good because. Um, I know where a good pass is, so if I see somebody, I'll try passing it to them, and they can score for an opportunity. Nice. That's why so, I think I'm good. Okay, so you feel like you – oh, that's good. So the, today's theme is self-awareness, right? And uh, in order to have vision on the field, you have to be kind of self-aware. So you would you, you feel like that it, that's a strong focal point of your game? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um, Sorry, I'm making sure I'm, I'm moving through this uh, uh, appropriately. So, um, okay, so I want to thank you for sharing kind of like how you got into it and where you're at. I want to kind of transition now into your experience, your recent experience that I know is really difficult for you, right? Not, not making your first, not making the team for the first time, yeah? So, um, when you were trying out for the team, I want to kind of talk a little bit about where your mindset was before you went on trial, and and then talk about what the experience was like while you when when you went through it, and then kind of where you're at now, and kind of so so everyone can kind of learn and understand because I think a lot of players um, either have had the same experience as you or will have the experience at some point in time in the future, right? 
So before going in um, and trying out for the team, what did you think was going to happen? Like, what, what were you thinking? How, did, how were you approaching it? I was very nervous, but I was trying not to show that I was nervous. And I was just hoping that I would make it. Got you. And what did you, what did you feel like your, what did you feel like your chances of making it were bef when, when you were going into it? I thought pretty high. I thought I could make it. Yeah. And, and why, what, what made you think that at that time? Like, I'm assuming you're going into it really confident because like your dad had said, you're like, you're probably one of the best players at your, at the levels you've been at on the smaller, at the rec level. And now you're getting to a competitive level for the first time. Right. And you're really seeing where you match up. And what do you feel, what do you feel you didn't have right that you learned once you went on, once you were there? And I know, yeah, I know these are tough. These are, these are tough ones, right? So, okay. No, but this is good. I, I appreciate you, uh, following with me and we're working, working our way through it. So I want to first get a. So what I'm really wanting to do is I want to get an understanding of Brooklyn's mindset before she goes on trial. Right. And Brooklyn is thinking, Hey, I've been the best player at the, the level I've been at right now. I'm really confident in my abilities and what I can do. And I think I can make this team and I'm going to show up and try it as hard as I can to make the team. Would that be like a fair assessment of kind of how you're going into it? Yeah. Okay. And then when you get there um, and you start playing, walk me through like that experience. So you, you show up and now you're there. What do you see? What do you learn while, while, while there? Yeah, what did you see? What did I you tell me earlier? There was a lot of players that played competitive, mm -hmm. and I was a little scared because I didn't play competitive, and I was like the only person. So they were a little better than me, and they had more training and played longer. So, so, so when you say they were better than you, like what were they better than you at specifically? Like, what did you feel set them apart from you because they were playing more? Um, some of them were really good at shooting and powerful kicks, like from the side and they could shoot it very far or up in the corner. And yeah. Got you. And when you're there and maybe, maybe not while there and maybe while not there, but looking at it, um, you said you're a little bit nervous. Like what, what made you nervous? Walk me through like, why, why did you feel nervous? Explain to me what being nervous means. Um, to me, the nervous was like, I've never tried out for a competitive team and I've always stayed like I signed up for soccer and I'm on the team. So I was feeling nervous about. Got you. And when you're, when you're there and playing and you can see that the girls are a little bit better and they're, they're able to have more powerful kicks and to, to kind of maybe they understood the game a little bit better than you. What did that make you think? How did, what, what did you, what did that make you feel once you saw that happen? It kind of motivated me to like maybe try like harder and my best, but I was also like really scared and I thought I couldn't do it at the same time. Got you. Okay. 
No, that I'm, this is really, this, I'm really happy. You know what I mean? I know these are tough questions and I appreciate that you're thinking about them and you're giving like your real honest feedback because this is really helpful. I know this is really helpful for a lot of kids who are going to be listening to this, especially parents as well too, um, who are wanting to help their, their, you know, their kids through this process. Okay. So, um, you, you do, you, uh, you go through the trial and the training you see that kids are a little uh, a little bit better than you. Uh, it motivates you to want to try a bit harder. So um, you give your all. You try your best, and now it's uh, now it's over, and you go home. So how long is it between you finishing your trial and you? Um, well, actually, before I continue there, after you finish your trial and you kind of I'm assuming you're riding home with your dad or you go home. What are you thinking? How do you how do you feel you did at the trial, and and what what's your mindset then? I thought I did pretty good, and I was like kind of excited to figure out when it was going to be posted who made the team. But then when I didn't make the team, I was kind of mad, and I didn't gotcha. want to try out ever again. <laughs> and that is a feeling that everyone goes through, so that's completely normal, and we all we all go through that. I think maybe you heard me a little bit even talking about, you know, hey, I did all this work, and I worked my butt off and performed really well and did all these things during my time here at, at DC, right? And then you know, they, you have the meeting and they let you know, you do, you're not, we're not bringing you back. Right. So everyone goes through that, that process of, of anger, right. And disappointment. And then what we're talking about really is, well, how do you work through that process more quickly? So you can see the positives and the information that they're sharing with you that you can use to be better moving forward. Right. So between uh, you leaving the trial, and being done, how long is it before you find out who makes the team? It was like two weeks. About two weeks? Okay. And uh, during those two weeks, are you doing anything differently after you've learned what you've learned at the trial? Kind of. Kind of? Okay. So let's let's talk about that a little bit more. Let's, so be honest. So when you say kind of, what, what did you do differently? I, so they gave me some things that they thought I could have done better at, mm -hmm. and I tried talking to my, I talked to my dad about what I should do to help me do the things that he said I need to work on. Okay, and what were some, if you don't mind sharing, what were some of the things he felt that you could get better at? Um, defense, like once I lose the ball, go back and get it. Got you, and did you agree with kind of the assessment that they had given you after the trial? Or did you disagree with it? Um, Look at me. He's asking you now. <laughs> yeah, I'm asking you. I don't know. Okay. No, but that's really good. So when we're talking about how we get through these and we figure out what we want to do to improve, especially at the next time that we go on the trial, right? We want to really self-reflect. So the theme today that we're talking about is self, uh, self-awareness, right? And self-awareness is just, it, it's a, it's a, it's a skill set. And just like you need endurance to run for the full 90 minutes of the game, right? Self-awareness, you have to build your endurance for self-awareness as well too, right? You might be aware on the field in the game today, and then you kind of just like, oh, okay, well, that's good. And I'll think about this the next time. Or you, you kind of follow me in terms of like how we can, oh, I'll run this time, I'll run that. Self-awareness is, is an active practice in terms of so, uh, self-assessing why why was I good enough or not good enough 
and what do I need to do to stay good enough or become good enough, right? So um, what is just as important as what you do on the day when you're on trial is what you do afterwards when you learn those things. So I think um, that is a normal thing that all players don't realize the importance of. So I'm, you know, I'm glad that you're being, we said here, right? Uh, first, uh, core value is self-honesty, like not really thinking a lot about that, right? So uh, Mark, maybe I want you to a little bit chime in a little bit here and let me know what, what from, I know you've been coaching her for a little while and what's going on. What was your initial uh, assessment and takeaways from what the coaches had shared with her after her trial? Um, so uh, there's a, there's that, there's defense. There's also a couple of things that they were right. And I agree with them. And, but the challenge for me as a parent and maybe even as a coach was some of the things that they were saying, Hey, you're not doing this was because of the level of play she was at and not that she was doing something wrong, but one of them was, you know, they said, Hey, if you're going to be center mid, you need to demand the ball more. Well, at the level she was at, if you play that way, because not all of them are competitive, not all of them care that much. It's it's easy for her to start, you know, teammates start to say, well, you're just a ball hog. You just always want the ball. And so while they were right, at the same time, it's like, you know, that was something that I struggle with. How do I teach her how to do that when then that causes all sorts of, you know, troubles within the team with certain teammates and those types of things and, and dealing with that. But no, it was it was good. And I mean, that was one of the things that, uh, when we got the list, I, I made sure like, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if anybody else did, but that was one of the first things I did was I emailed the coach and said, Hey, she didn't make it. What can she do? You know, what, what does she need to do? What did you see? What didn't you see? Um, you know, I said, because she, she really wants to do this and she, you know, and I thought she looked really good. Um, and it's interesting. You, you mentioned, you know, putting players in a box and I think partly that's kind of what happened yep. uh, because they asked her, you know, she told me afterwards, they asked, you know, what position do you play? And she said center mid. You know, and, and maybe if she would have been playing on the wing or something, maybe she would have made the team. I don't know. But I think they kind of put her in that box because that's what she said she played and just analyzed her on that. Got you. Oh, I'm, okay, so that, there's a couple different pieces. And uh, let's break that down a little bit because this is, this is really important. And I know this is probably very difficult for parents to understand, like, what to do and how to attack it, right? So yeah. the, first, the first really is um, – what you had pointed out is like, they weren't wrong in their assessment, but she's not doing anything wrong because the level she's at doesn't, doesn't demand or require that level. So right. I think the first thing that is extremely important, especially for parents to have to figure out is, are you doing this for fun or are you doing this to compete? Yeah. And what I think is important is uh, kids play for fun until they decide they want to compete. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think the way in which you're approaching it is the best way to go about doing it, right? Brooklyn says, hey, I want to increase my level. I want to challenge myself. I want to do better. I think that's the first time where kids are going to realize, oh, this is a different world. This is a different dynamic. And um, though I play this game for fun, um, once it becomes competitive, you're going to have to do things that aren't fun to remain competitive. So can you handle people calling you a ball hog? and still do what you know you need to do to compete and be better over time, right? Can you, can you, can you be seen as a ball hog but still listen to the things you know you need to do so you improve over time, right? These are the dynamics that you have to learn how to deal with as you progress through your career. And 
something for uh, for you and parents like yourself is is important is is um, to be mindful of especially transitioning to the secondary part of what you're discussing about is being put into a box right so when you're making your way up to the next level the fact that your experience is only that of, an, of a rec player is not viewed as a positive as right. a value add so even if you might be good enough so here's the thing i didn't watch brooklyn i, I haven't ever watched you play right so i can't i can't assess or tell you if you are good enough or not what i can tell you is if you believe you're good enough right understanding that at the competitive level how you're viewed is just as important as how good you are if not more important, i'll say more important okay because um if a coach has to make a decision on what, where he put, he's making decisions really quickly on how he assesses you and what you are based on his previous, his, his biases and his assumptions. And rec player immediately tells him not good enough. Whether, whether or not that's true, right? So now we're talking about like strategically going for parents like into these situations and stuff, right? If your kid's wanting to make that jump, it's better not to say that they've played at any rec, at, you know, if if you can avoid saying that, um, mm -hmm. uh, because of what that already does, said it, it's already making it harder on you. And kind of what I discussed about what's been most difficult about my career, and like I'm telling you guys, I only share from my own personal experience. Uh, because I'm not viewed as a smart player, and I'm only viewed as an athlete, um, that that pigeonholes you into not being able to do certain things on the field. And when you do them. They're not attributed to you being smart or clever. They're attributed to you not playing your role and knowing your place. You know what I'm saying? So um, you're really having to learn how to navigate um, between those two things. So uh, I can get – the problem is I can get super deep in all these different <laughs> types of things, right? But um, as you as a parent, um, what did you feel – what do you feel has been – most difficult for you um, through this process, especially just even just seeing the the dynamics and how they shift moving from rec to to competitive. Um, you know, I think part of it is, I mean, to be completely honest, being your 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 kid's coach is a different beast. You know, because you know she does really well most of the time listening to me, but sometimes she does. Sometimes it's like, shut up, dad. I don't want to hear it anymore. You know, and she gets annoyed, but. You know, it's it's one of those where it's it's hard to balance that, and you know, I expect more out of her because I know what she can do. So that was the challenge. I think the other thing for me going to that level was being there with her and seeing. I don't know if she would put it this way, but I saw her confidence get shaken really quickly, yeah. and it wasn't during the trial. It was immediately when she's talking to the girls, and they're like, "Oh, where do you play? You know, what club do you play for?" And she's like, "Oh, I just play rec." Which hearing you say that now, like there's a better way that I could have coached her to say, no, this is what you say. Like this is this is how you present that. Because immediately it was like the minute she said that, they go, oh, you just play rec? And you could see, I could see in, in her facial expressions and her body language that all of a sudden she's like, you know, well, just what she said. Oh, no, I'm not good enough. I, I can't do this. Whereas when I watched, when I watched her playing, I sat there and watched the trial. I, she was every bit as good as most of those girls. I mean – I think, you know, objectively, I would say she was in the top 30%. And, you know, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I know there's politics and everything. And I know there's, you know, there was a lot of girls there that were already on the team. 
you know, and they were just retrying out. And I know that makes it more difficult coming in and those types of things. But, you know, that's tough as a parent, I think, sometimes. And I'm not because I coach, I wasn't the type of parent that was going to throw a fit and say, well, she should be on there because I get it. I get that, you know, what they're looking for. Maybe they've got two kids in that position. Maybe they maybe there's a couple of things that really they really do need and she doesn't have them. And that's OK. But it's still as a parent tough. You know, it's tough to to. And the hardest part was when she doesn't make the team trying to help her understand that when I'm objectively watching it, it wasn't like she was terrible. It's not like she did a bad job. You know, she played her best. She did really well. I mean, she had, you know, several things that I thought she did better than a lot of the other girls. But I'm not the coach, and, and that person's the coach, and that's okay. You know, and I think that's I think that's good for her because that's the first time she's ever played soccer for somebody besides dad. And that's a, that's a good experience, having to learn to deal with somebody else's coaching style and, and the way they coach and the way they interact. And, and so it's tough, but I think it was a good thing as well. I No, I agree as well, too. Brooklyn, what do you feel has been the most difficult uh, thing for you um, kind of through this process and, and, and learning what you've been learning? What's been the hardest thing through it? Like after not making it and the frustration and the anger, what's yeah. the hardest thing? Yeah, you, you had said when you found out you found out that you didn't make the team let's 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 we'll back up so when you found out that you didn't make the team how did you initially feel what were your thoughts then um <laughs> i never want to try out again and i was very mad yeah and why why did you why did you feel like you never wanted to try out again because i thought i was never going to be good enough for it okay and and I know I'm going to get repetitive, right? Why did you believe that you were never going to be good enough? I don't know, because I thought that the more and more I do it, like, there's going to be more and more club people. And like my dad said, when they ask you what club do you play for, and you say you don't play for club, it just kind of shows that people put people who play for not play for club, they're not good enough. And that's right. And I think what's most important with with that is maybe that's true. Maybe you're not good enough right now, but maybe you're you are, right? And if you're not good enough, I'm gonna learn how to be better than you, even though I don't play club, right? So um, when I'm talking about helping in terms of developing the mindset, the MSL, right? Mental uh, mental strength league, long term winners mindset. We look at every negative thing that someone has to say about us, even if it's true, and use that as fuel to get better. So let me give you an example. Oh, you play club? Oh, like, yeah, isn't it going to be terrible once I beat you? Like, what's your excuse going to be when I'm better than you? You, get, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, so like with me, oh, Quincy, you, you, you're not even a good player. And you, you know what I mean? You can't, you're not skilled and can't do this. And I go like, okay, and I won the game today. So like, what's that mean for you? Like, okay, you know what I mean? Oh, well, I beat, uh, beat you today, yeah. And then what you're gonna excuse gonna be in two weeks from now once I, uh, I get in shape and then I beat you because I see that what you're good at. You, okay, you have a good shot, cool. You have a good shot right now, but I now, now I know that. 
and I'm going to go work hard for the next two weeks. And when I show up here in two weeks, I'm going to block all your shots and then I'm going to look at you in the face and you're going to be confused as what's going on. And I'm going to say, MSL, baby, I'm in your head, <laughs> right? I'm in your head. So what we're, what we're really talking about is mind games, right? Uh, Mark, what you had, you had, just, uh, had ex explained when you saw, when she was having that conversation, you could see the physical response that she yeah. had as a result of that, right? And um, Brooklyn, what that really is, is that's a moment where you ask yourself that question for the first time. So you showed up unprepared because mentally you hadn't thought of and visualized a world in which you couldn't be the best. And I, and I think this is very um, important for players and parents um, in terms of visualization and understanding the mentality and mindset of, of kind of the game. Um, and uh, we discussed this with Sonia Richards-Ross, I think on episode 51, who won a gold medal at the, in the 2012 Olympics, but she didn't make it in 2008, and she was supposed to be the shoe-in to win at that time, right? Um, and I, uh, the big reason why she didn't was because she never visualized a world in which she could be beaten. And most people would be like, well, why would you think that? That's negative. But it's a positive in the long run because you're able to now see ways in which you could be beaten, which gives you the opportunity to improve and get better. And Brooklyn, I want to tie that into where we were discussing um, the time between you waiting for your trial and refining the results of if you made the team or not, right? Um, during that time, that's the time where you can really already get to work on being ready for your next opportunity, right? So making sure that we're not wasting, um, we're not wasting any time. If we're saying we want to play competitive and we want to get to the next level, um, taking advantage of the information that we get when we get it. So um, I know we've got like eight minutes here before Instagram will officially kick us off. And I, I really, yeah, I really appreciate this conversation where uh, you guys sharing kind of your experience and the difficulties and the ups and downs of it. Um, I wanted to, okay, so uh, Brooklyn, uh, you, you decide that you're like, hey, I've never done this again. I don't want to do this ever again. What made you, do you still feel that way? So that's my first question. Do you still, are you still in that space mentally? Not really. No? And what, what do you think, what's the reason why you want to try again or you're going to try again? Um... Because I know I'm going to play competitive this coming year, so I think that will give me a lot more opportunity, and then I can practice a lot more and know what I'm expecting. That is nice. And are you able to kind of look at this now as, like, a good thing, or do you still feel, see it as a bad thing? I look at it as a good thing. Okay, and why is it, why is it a good thing? Um, it's a way that I could have learned. It's the way I learn and look forward to what I'm looking forward to the next time I try out. Man, I love that. That's a long-term winner's mindset. I like that. That is good. Um, you know, the, the, the difficult times and the negative times are the times where you should get excited and happy because that means you get to grow and you get to learn. And most other people look at it and go, oh, man, you know, oh, you know, I'm disappointed in all this, right? Hey, Quincy, we're not bringing you back. And the reason why we're not bringing you back, we don't even know why. We're just not sold on you. We're not bought in on you. That's the reasoning. Okay, cool. I'm at a point now where you guys don't even know why you don't want to bring me back. 
you're just, you know what I mean? You don't even understand why? Okay, I understand why. I know why. So that means I know what to do even more here moving forward. I know I'm on the right path and I know that eventually you won't be able to put me in this box because that, that, I'm outside the box, right? Right, Brooklyn? So you're, you take responsibility for where you are and where you're gonna go. So it's really, I think that that's really awesome and you're, you're having a great mentality towards this. And I think if you keep, you keep that mentality and you keep working, you're, whether you're playing competitively or not, you'll be able to play at a competitive level whenever you show up, right? Because, hey, if, if this guy from Bakersfield, California, who couldn't name, who never watched any pro players playing growing up and can't, and just learned how the, uh, what was it, how the, um, the prem table worked from Wayne Rooney in his 11th year of professional <laughs> soccer, like, I didn't know how that worked because I never, and that the World Cup and all that. Wayne Rooney's the person who taught me it, and I didn't learn it until my 11th year professional. If that, if it takes that long until someone teaches you that and you know that, and I still made it around, hey, you can do it. You just got to put in that work, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, no, that, this, is, this has been really good. So um, in these last two minutes, because I also know it's probably going to cut us off here. Um, and maybe we'll have to just table this again for a part two. You know, I don't want to rush into that. I think this is really, I think this has been really good. And I think people are going to get a lot out of it. Um, uh, Mark, I'd like to, maybe we'll bring you on again here sometime in the future. Brooklyn, we'd love to have you as well too. Um, maybe in a couple of months, we can see how kind of you progress, progress and, and, and how things are panning out now that you've kind of, you're approaching it with a new mindset. Um, and then Mark, I definitely want to talk more in the future about, uh, we had discussed a little bit, when you realized that Brooklyn was talented and then at what point you'd realized you didn't have the resources to keep keep helping in Brooklyn's development, you know, kind of where you go, okay, it's time to really pass the torch. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll definitely table that for another time. Um, in these last two minutes, um, is there anything that you guys were wanting to share or shout out or let people know about what's going on in, in your world? Um, Anything, anything at all? Uh, well, I mean, first, just thanks for having us, man. This was this was a lot of fun, and I think it's been been good to talk through. Because before we got on, you know, I told Brooklyn, I said, "Hey, you got to tell him that you never wanted to try out again." And she's like, "No, I don't want to. That's embarrassing." And then she did, you know. And, and I think that's that's good. That's healthy. But you know, one of the things for me as a parent was I I went into it before the before it, saying to myself. She might make it. She might not. Either way, it's good. Either she knows that she she either validates it or she knows she's got to work harder. Yeah. And I think sometimes parents are afraid to do that or they show up thinking, oh, my kid's the best. And that wasn't really the way I went into it. After the trial, I thought she did well and I was actually expecting her to make it. But going into it, I knew it would be good either way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's been a pleasure talking to you and we appreciate it. Uh, appreciate You know, we were looking at you know, some of your swag beforehand and Brooklyn's like, Oh, I want that shirt, you know, and stuff. So I think, you know, having that mentality is, is so massive and, um, you know, it's, it's hard to teach and it's hard because none of the other kids on our team have that mentality, you know, and it's, I would say even in club, not necessarily everybody has that mentality. So it's, it's finding ways to get her around that and helping her to, uh, to be able to push through those, those challenges and those trials and, and having that conversation about, Hey, this happens. This is this is the way it goes. So thanks. We appreciate it. No, that's awesome. Um, Brooklyn, anything you want to share? No? Okay. Well, 
Hey, um, I want to thank you guys again for joining in. We'll definitely have to have you guys here on the show again sometime in the future. Um, I appreciate um, you guys sharing in Brooklyn, you being so brave and honest to like, you know, share your experience. I know it's difficult and it can be scary. Um, uh, but I definitely think the, the big, the, one of the biggest assets in, in soccer is w your willingness to be vulnerable in the moment. It might hurt you in the mo in the short term, but in the long term, I think people, um, people admire it a lot because it's really hard to do. It's, it's really hard to show when you're scared and vulnerable. So um, I thank you guys very much. I know Instagram's going to kick me off here soon. So uh, I will see you guys later. And thank you again for joining in. Thank you. Appreciate uh -huh. it. Bye, guys. All right. So that is a wrap for episode 55. Thank you very much to Mark and Brooklyn for joining in. Thank you to everybody who joined in on the live. I know that that one's a really – this was an important one. Um, I know a lot of players and parents have been um, – wanting to understand how to navigate that entire process. Um, I want to encourage everyone to go and subscribe to our podcast, perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio, perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. Um, you can download the MSL mentality and mindset, listen to PS Clip. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again, and see you guys in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.